Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> oh, it's a very gray and rainy day here in Vermont. Cold, rain, gray, and the sun is shining in my heart. Yes, it is. This is the time of year when I feel, I think, the most grateful day after day after day. And and I'll talk about that as we get into the Obstacles to Peace Part 2. Yes, so we're going to keep going with this deep dive into the Obstacles of Peace from Chapter 19 of the text. Let's begin with a a blessing. I place my hand on my heart and I am truly grateful, truly thankful that the infinite love, the pure intelligence is what we are. Now and forever we are perfect, whole and complete. Now and forever the creator has already given us all there is to give. And we are gratefully accepting it, acknowledging it, activating it, sharing it. The peace, the love, the joy, the freedom, the wholeness, the beauty, the harmony, the clarity, the wisdom, the prosperity, the wholeness, the abundance, and so much more. We are grateful and thankful for these gifts of God. Grateful that all of our problems have been solved. Grateful that we get to bless the world with our holiness. Our holiness blesses the world. <laughs> the blessings are unstoppable, and we are grateful to align with the divine. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. So, first thing I'm going to say very quickly tomorrow. December 1st, my grandmother's birthday, uh, I am doing a free class called Worthiness Workshop. Go to the homepage at jenniferhadley.com and you can register for that there. By the way, if you ever miss a free class, we usually have it available in the member site. Uh, So we have a free member site and we have all kinds of things there. If you've ever purchased anything, ever signed up for anything, it's all available in the member site. Uh, And uh, there you go. So why am I so grateful this time of year? Well, 
I, so it's, uh, we're just about to December. Tomorrow is December 1st. I just had my birthday, always have my birthday within a few days of Thanksgiving. So it's my birthday week here. And thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you for your kind words, your gifts, and your gift certificates, and your sending money by Venmo and PayPal and sending checks. And uh, I'm just so, so grateful. I really appreciate it. I basically try to take as little as possible out of the power of love ministry so we can have the money in the ministry to offer as many free things as possible. And we have a long list of them. And so your your support is really noticeable to me. It's very, very noticeable. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I am still getting furniture for this house that I live in. And uh, when I was coming back from Maine, I don't think I mentioned this. I was coming back from Maine. Uh, maybe I did uh, on uh, my way to Bill Free and Lisa Natoli's house, uh, where we spent a couple of days there, me, Bodhi, and Sattva. And on the way there, uh, a deer ran into us. And my mechanic says basically the car is totaled. It's still completely drivable, but the bodywork damage is no joke. So I'm going to have to get a new car, and I just trust that all is well. Still working with the insurance company. So, um, yeah, so your gifts, your words, your thoughts, your prayers are so, so meaningful to me. And I thank you. Uh, So last week we started this series on the obstacles to peace. I didn't know it would be a series until I got into it, but it feels really worthwhile. And uh, in in here, uh, talking about really that we've been given this gift of holiness, uh, through our relationships. And our brothers and sisters are our salvation. And we often have a desire to get rid of the peace. And that's the first obstacle, the desire to get rid of the peace. And so we talked about that last week, that uh, we are simply not willing to pay the cost of peace. So the peace, cost of peace is, is forgiveness, true forgiveness and willingness. And many times we're not willing. And Lord knows I have felt unwilling so many days of my life, but not in a long time for which I'm very grateful. So, uh, I think one of the very important things towards uh, the end of the, we just got into the first few paragraphs here, where chapter 19, section 4A, 4A. And uh, in paragraph 3, Jesus reminded us 
God's will is one, not many. It has no opposition, for there is none beside it. And that, to me, is one of the most helpful thoughts I've ever had. And uh, I, I really got it from Ernest Holmes and the Science of Mind teachings. And so understanding that God's nature is wholeness. The very essence of God's nature is wholeness. Because God is all there is. There's nothing outside of God, nothing in addition to God, nothing in opposition to God, to love. And so God's will is one. Because sometimes we uh, really get confused about free will and a second will and is there more than one and this idea that there's more than one presence more than one power and that things are working in opposition to God it's not possible and that is one of the truth statements that I have stood on for um 25 years just trying to do the math real fast so let's say 25 years since I started studying the science of mind teachings all there is is God there's nothing outside of God nothing in opposition nothing to contradict God and so as A Course of Miracles says only God is real and this world, this illusion that we're experiencing in the mind is not in opposition to God. And our experience here of a separate will is not an actual will. It's an illusion of a separate will. So to me, that is one of the most fundamentally healing things for me to invest my energy into, my attention into. Everything has to be working for me in this world because God is all there is. And yes, this is an illusion, but where is the illusion? It's in the mind of God. I am here in the illusion only to be truly helpful. And I don't have to wonder about what to say or what to do because the one who sent me will direct me. So let me consciously align my will with God and then I will see, I will know, I will recognize and feel that everything is for me and nothing is against me. And then I can go to the awareness that my brother is my salvation. So the, the next thought in this paragraph three is, what you would still contain behind your little barrier and keep separate from your brother seems mightier than the universe, for it would hold back the universe and its creator. So what are we holding behind our little barrier? The unforgiveness, the resentment, the, the thoughts of shame and blame, the judgments. 
This little wall would hide the purpose of heaven and keep it from heaven. So we are heaven. We are the treasure of God. Jesus makes this clear in the Course. I am the treasure of God. I am heaven. Hmm, My heart opens just saying those things. And when we're ego identified, it seems arrogant to say those things. It seems blasphemous to say those things. Now, that's part of the delusion. So, the Course tells us our brothers and sisters are our salvation. Because when we extend love and compassion to them, when we are acting and thinking and aligned in a way that our awareness is clear that our purpose is to be truly helpful, that's the only reason we're here, then we can offer and extend salvation to the ones who are extending salvation to us which is everyone we meet. So paragraph four begins, would you thrust salvation away from the giver of salvation? So would you, in a sense, withhold salvation or keep salvation from the bringer, the giver of salvation, our brothers and sisters? For such of you become. So we've become the ones who withhold salvation. Peace could no more depart from you than from God. So peace can't go away. And if peace can't go away, neither can joy, love, harmony, freedom, prosperity, abundance, etc. However, we can think that it's gone and experience that it's gone. But that doesn't mean it is gone. Fear not. This little obstacle, which is, remember, the little obstacle is that we have a desire to get rid of peace. Watch your mind, my friend, watch your mind, and just take note. Ask the angels to help you. Help me see every time I'm pushing the peace away, every time I'm trying to get rid of the peace, please show me. Make it clear. Make it plain. I'd like to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most wonderful realizations ever is the uh, realization that I, in my personality, can ask for all manner of assistance from that higher Holy Spirit self. And there's no limit. There's no limit. In fact, my life is vastly improved the more I partner up, as I like to call it, and stop feeling disconnected. This way is how I stop feeling left out and that there's all manner of things missing because that's the whole thing about the belief in separation and thinking that we really 
might be separate or are separate is we feel cut off from everything that's good, everything that's helpful. We feel disenfranchised, so we must now make up the deficit on our own. And it's not possible. It's not possible. And so this is why, this is part of why, our brothers and sisters are our salvation. So, would you thrust salvation away from the giver of salvation? In other words, would you withhold salvation from your brothers and sisters who are your salvation? And we do. We withhold love. We withhold patience. We withhold approval. All manner of things we withhold from our brothers and sisters. And that is how we block the flow of love and peace and harmony and joy and the all good of God. So we have become these ones that are basically withholding the good. And if we withhold it, we can't experience it either. We can't increase our experience of the good by holding it back from someone else. In order to experience more of the good, we have to share it, to have, give all to all. So would you thrust salvation away from the giver of salvation? For such have you become. Peace could no more depart from you than from God. Fear not this little obstacle. It cannot contain the will of God. Peace will flow across it and join you without hindrance. Salvation cannot be withheld from you. It is your purpose. You cannot choose apart from this. You have no purpose apart from your brother, nor apart from the one you asked the Holy Spirit to share with you. The little wall will fall away so quietly beneath the wings of peace, for peace will send its messengers from you to all the world, and barriers will fall away before their coming as easily as those that you interpose will be surmounted. I love when Jesus talks like this. Basically, he's saying, I got this. You're, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And he does remind us that we can waste time. Time isn't real, but still we can prolong our suffering and we don't have to. He says to overcome the world is no more difficult than to surmount your little wall. For in the miracle of your holy relationship, Without this barrier is every miracle contained. So in our holy relationships, every miracle is contained. So coming fully back into our right mind, this is the promise of the holy relationship. So why would we not immediately turn our relationships over to the Holy Spirit and say, one holy relationship to go, please. (laughs) Make all my relationships holy, please. 
just top to bottom, nothing but holy relationships, as far as the heart can feel. (laughs) So we can do that. We can do that. We don't have to figure it out. Remember, that's the beauty of invoking the Holy Spirit into our relationships, is we do not have to figure any of it out ever. So there's something to be thankful for. And speaking of that, holy relationships, relationship healing, uh, going back to why this week is one of my favorite times of year is I'm talking with so many people who've been in my year-long Masterful Living program, and they are telling me their stories of gratitude and miracles, and a lot of people realize how much has shifted in their relationships at the time of the holidays. And here in the United States, Thanksgiving is the biggest family holiday of the year. And so people are telling me stories of how things that would have definitely gotten them furious last year or before they started the program Now they're able to notice, yeah, I don't like that, but they're not furious. They don't have to say anything. They can go the other way. They have this inner fortitude and stamina. And that is, it's a spiritual stamina. It's a spiritual fortitude. And it comes from, and we had a wonderful discussion about this in class recently, it comes from having a much higher vibration, more peace, more of the time, so that the times of discord and disharmony far more noticeable. And that's so helpful to us because they stand out more. They're not the usual. They're not the same old, same old. It's, oh, gosh, where did this come from? And they can recognize the upset much sooner, much faster, because it's not the norm for them anymore. And then they are so accustomed to feeling more peace, more love, more joy, more harmony, more freedom. And so that upset feels so restrictive, so limiting. It's all 100% formed out of a belief in lack, which is what separation is. And so that feels so yucky that people really quickly don't want to stay in it. And the other thing that happens is people have more self-love, more self-care, more self-nurturing. So out of that self-love, self-care, and self-nurturing, they're making higher choices because they they can't bear to subject themselves to the negativity. And that's one of the things that when you really love someone, you, you don't want to beat them up. You don't want to stress them out. When you really love someone and your love is unconditional, then you're invested in supporting them unconditionally. And when we're doing that for ourselves, then we can offer it to everyone. When we can offer it to everyone, we can have it for ourselves. That's the beauty of our spiritual practices. So as it says here, to overcome the world is no more difficult than to surmount your little wall. For in the miracle of your holy relationship, 
without this barrier is every miracle contained. There is no order of difficulty in miracles, for they're all the same. Each is a gentle winning over from the appeal of guilt to the appeal of love. So that's what what I was just saying is that people realize ah, the guilt, the shame, the blame, the regret, the resentment, the hurt, the fear, the doubt, the worry, the jealousy has less and less appeal. What has more and more appeal is the vibration of love, the vibration of holiness and happiness. And it's simply a matter of being willing to choose one over the other. And sometimes it does seem incredibly difficult. For me, choosing the holy relationship and sticking with it and not giving up on it was the hardest thing I ever did. And I had to choose it again and choose it again and choose it again hundreds of times a day because I was so resistant to it. A lot of that had to do with feeling unworthy. I can see that now. I know that now. So that's why one of the core things we work on in my programs is unworthiness. It's why I'm doing the free class tomorrow. And next week, I'm doing a four-part paid class called Undoing Unworthiness. And, oh, God, I love doing this work. love it so much. It's just so healing. It's so nourishing. And we can have so many shifts. This is what he's saying here. In the miracle of the holy relationship is every miracle contained. There's no order of difficulty in miracles. So let's just forget that idea completely. Oh my goodness. It is time for me to go into a break right here, right now. We're going to come back to eliminating the obstacles to peace. My name is Jennifer Hadley, and you are listening to A Course in Miracles. We're walking the talk, we're living the love, and we are doing it together. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. Welcome back. My name is Jennifer Hadley, and I am grateful for A Course in Miracles and all that it has helped me to be clear about. So grateful for that. Yes. And one of the things to be clear about is the difference between a special relationship and a holy relationship, an ego-based relationship versus a spirit-based relationship. They are night and day. One always leaves us feeling left out and lacking, and the other one always allows us to fully feel safe, guided, guarded, protected, loved and beloved, and they are complete opposites, and we can all have 
beautiful, holy relationships, our willingness is all that's required. And those who feel unworthy do not allow people to fully love them. And they also don't fully love, although they may think that they do. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with folks who are in that frame of thinking, in that belief system, because I've been there, done that for sure. It's not that there's anything wrong with us. It's simply the stinking thinking. We're deluded. And that's what the illusion is for, delusion. (laughs) So handing it over to the Holy Spirit, being willing to let it go, there is the way out. Yes. So, oh, I just want to mention before I forget that my free worthiness workshop details jenniferhadley.com register will send you the zoom info and also the undoing unworthiness four part class that's next week all four parts in just a few days three days actually uh, so that we can really ignite this work this inner healing and have made a real and significant shift before the end of the year and that we can take this significant shift to love ourselves more, be more available to give and receive love for the holidays, for the holiday season and bringing the darkness to the light is what we're about That class, Undoing Unworthiness, the four-parter, is available as a bonus to everyone who's in my Masterful Living program this year or next year. I love to give bonuses, so that's one of the bonuses. I have live with me bonuses every week, uh, I think, till uh, till the end of the year. If you register, you start to get those bonuses with me. All right, so uh, I just want to say that so people don't miss out. Like sometimes people wait to register, but you're you're missing the bonuses if you wait to register. Just saying. All right, no order of difficulty in miracles, for they're all the same. Each one is a shift in thinking from the ego thought system to the Holy Spirit thought system. And if you're interested, I've done a number of episodes of this podcast about holy relationships and special relationships. And people have told me many, 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 many times that they were very helpful to them. So you can look in the archive if you're on a uh, Apple device. Remember, there are two podcasts At this point, there's going to be a third one next year. Uh, But right now, there's A Course of Miracles podcast and A Course of Miracles archive. And so um, I'm not sure where to look, maybe in the archive. Yeah, so lots of episodes. We're coming up 
uh, this is 570-something here, so we got lots of episodes. And more to come, because apparently I am on fire with A Course of Miracles. So, no order of difficulty in miracles, for they're all the same. Each is a gentle winning over from the appeal of guilt to the appeal of love. How can this fail to be accomplished when, wherever it is undertaken? Guilt can raise no real barriers against it. And all that seems to stand between you and your brother must fall away because of the appeal you answered, the appeal from spirit, the appeal from your brother, your sister. Yes. From you who answered, we answer the call, the cry for love. From you who answered, he who answered, you would call. I love that. From you who answered, he who answered you would call. Yes, so Spirit is calling us. God's home is in your holy relationship. The Holy Spirit's home is in our holy relationships. The Holy Spirit is our higher self. So when we have a holy relationship... It's higher self meeting higher self. And if there's one thing I know about this experience of life, it is that for sure we can live as our higher self, our holy self, and we can be in relationship with the Holy Spirit higher self of others. This is totally doable, completely and totally doable. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So let's simply be willing since that's the only requirement. And as people were sharing in class this week, over and over and over again, they can see how their willingness to change their mind and go the other way, to work at the level of the mind, is healing their children, their parents, their spouses, all the people that they really care about are having healings, or many of them, many of them. And the more we go along this road, the more we see that happening. Why? Because the people who are closest to us are the most affected by our spiritual practice. Oh my goodness. God's home is in your holy relationship. Do not attempt to stand between God and his holy purpose, for it is yours. Do not attempt to stand between the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's holy purpose, for it is yours. Of course, of course it's all the same because it's all one. But let the Holy Spirit quietly extend the miracle of your relationship to everyone contained in it as it was given. 
Yes. And that is one of my prayers every single day to extend the benefits to everyone. If you listen to my prayers at the beginning and the end of this podcast, I usually am talking about sharing the benefits with everyone. He goes on, there is a hush in heaven, a happy expectancy, a little pause of gladness in acknowledgement of the journey's end. For heaven knows you well, as you know heaven. No illusions stand between you and your brother now. Look not upon the little wall of shadows. The sun has risen over it. How can a shadow keep you from the sun? No more can you be kept by shadows from the light in which illusions end. Every miracle is but the end of an illusion. Such was the journey, such its ending. And in the goal of truth, which you accepted, must all illusions end. So I hear in this that it's happening. Do not doubt it. And just in case you needed reassurance, recognize that, yeah, there might be some little shadows uh, in the relationship, in the places in your heart that you have built against the love and the truth and the beauty and the Holy Spirit. However, don't look at the wall. Don't look at the shadows. Don't dwell on that. Instead, focus on the light. Focus on the light. Look not upon the little wall of shadows. The sun has risen over it. How can a shadow keep you from the sun? It's, it's such a great image, right? So if you imagine a, a, a short wall, not, not a, a wall you can't climb, that you have to climb, one that you could step over, a little wall, and imagine that there are shadows on it. The sun has risen over the wall. So how could a shadow keep you from the sun? It cannot. It cannot. So the, the then paragraph seven here. The little insane wish to get rid of the Holy Spirit whom you invited in and push the Holy Spirit out must produce conflict. So we'd like, it goes back to the whole very nature of conflict, which I've done episodes on that as well. So the very nature of conflict, which I love Jesus makes it so crystal clear, that all conflict arises from saying you want the peace of God. And remember, we're talking about the obstacles of peace here. Saying you want the peace of God, but you're choosing something else. You're choosing to complain. You're choosing to attack. You're choosing to defend. You're choosing to despair. You're choosing to believe in two powers or three powers or four powers, right? So... If you say you'd like the peace of God, focus your intention on that. Focus your mind and your awareness on that. 
As you look upon the world, this little wish, the wish to get rid of peace, uprooted and floating aimlessly, can land and settle briefly upon anything, for it has no purpose now. Before the Holy Spirit entered to abide with you, it seemed to have a mighty purpose. The fixed and unchangeable dedication to sin and its results. That, that was the purpose. Now it is aimless, wandering pointlessly, causing no more than tiny interruptions in love's appeal. So, as we dedicate ourselves to choosing the peace of God, We're going to have these tiny little interruptions, but we're going to stop choosing conflict. We're going to stop choosing something other than peace because we just aren't interested in being unhappy anymore because we're getting more and more used to the higher vibration. And if you're doing these lessons, if you're really working A Course of Miracles, It is spectacular how quickly we can get there. Some people, it takes them a lot longer. For me, it took me so long. But then I really decided this is the whole thing I'm doing. So while I'm doing everything else, while I'm earning a living, while I'm teaching classes, while I'm getting groceries and making food and having relationships. The one thing I'm doing is choosing love, choosing peace, choosing harmony, and standing in this place of I am here only to be truly helpful. Not one other thing. Not one other thing. Just to be truly helpful. How can I be most helpful every day in every way? Being loving, being peaceful. Everyone benefits. It's not selfish. Everyone benefits. If everyone did the same practice of choosing peace and choosing love, the whole world would be healed by the weekend. This is the simple truth of it. You know, I I think of a story of someone in Masterful Living uh, many years ago who decided to start making a difference in their office because the, uh, I'm sure I've told the story a few times because I just love this story. It's so simple. It's so inspiring. And that's the thing is when we make loving choices, when we make peaceful choices, we're inspiring everyone around us. Whether they know it or not, they are watching us. They're watching the choices that we make. And our choices inspire them to make more loving choices. It's the truth of it. All right, so. Oh, I was going to tell you the story. Yes, Nikki's story. She decided to make a difference in her office because the culture in the office was... I can't remember the word she described it as, but I'll just say not happy, not joyful, not supportive. And some some places are like that, right? 
So she decided, since her desk was right near the door where people came in, she would greet everyone in the morning. Hi, how are you? She just greeted everyone, smiled at them, made them feel welcome, glad to see you. And within a short period of time, a month or two, just not, not a long period of time, the, the big boss was doing things differently. The atmosphere in the whole place had changed. Now they were having uh, group meals, pizza and different things like that. People were connecting with each other more, laughing more, smiling more, enjoying work more. All it took from her was to say good morning to, I, I don't remember how many people are there, but it's not a huge effort. And you know what? Saying hello and good morning and hi, nice to see you to a group of people every day, it feels good. Can you hear Bodie in the background? Oh my gosh, I don't know if it's the bears outside or coyotes or deer, uh, but oof, this time of night, they are coming around and Bodie defends us by barking. <laughs> All right, <laughs> she'll settle down. So talking about the desire to get rid of peace. Now, in paragraph eight, this feather of a wish, this tiny illusion, this microscopic remnant of the belief in sin is all that remains of what once seemed to be the world, right? And isn't that the truth of it? I mean, I really can't remember exactly how I used to feel, as I say frequently, but I do remember feeling engulfed by the negativity, engulfed by the anger and the upset and the hurt and the betrayal and the intensity and the drama of the emotion I felt. And my life is nothing like that now. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh my goodness. Oh, so this little tiny illusion of wanting to get rid of peace. <laughs> it, it, it has no power, and it will fade so quickly. The, the feather of a wish, this tiny illusion, is no longer an unrelenting barrier to peace. It's pointless wandering, makes its results appear to be more erratic and unpredictable than before. Yet, what could be more unstable than a tightly organized delusional system? Yes, what could be more unstable than the ego mindset? Its seeming stability is its pervasive weakness, which extends to everything. The variability the little remnant induces merely indicates its limited results. So this is the thing. 
and I, I again I talk about this frequently because it's one of the most valuable things I know is to recognize that when we're inconsistently saying we want the peace of God and then choosing something else, choosing the resentment, choosing the attack thought, choosing to place blame, etc. When we do that, then we feel that instability that Jesus is talking about here. Paragraph 9, he says, How mighty can a little feather be before the great wings of truth? Can it oppose an eagle's flight or hinder the advance of summer? Can it interfere with the effect effects of summer's sun upon a garden covered by the snow? See but how easily this little wisp is lifted up and carried away never to return and part with it in gladness, not regret. For it is nothing in itself and stood for nothing when you had greater faith in its protection. See, there's another point that's so critical to our living A Course of Miracles, and that is to recognize that when we're upset, we have placed our faith in something that's not true. Would you not rather greet the summer sun than fix your gaze upon a disappearing snowflake and shiver in remembrance of the winter's cold? So, Let's greet the summer sun and let's move beyond the winter. Yes, yes. So we're going to continue on with these um, obstacles to peace. And uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. They're so rich and bringing so much benefit. Um I do want to say uh, I just did a a program for the Miracle Network in the UK, and you can go to their website and you can purchase it. It's very inexpensive, uh, and it was a two-hour program that I did on uh, releasing the attachment to shame releasing the attachment to feeling ashamed and all that that entails. Uh, to me, it's a really vital conversation. We had a, a beautiful group of people participating. I think it's really worthwhile. You can get that at the Miracle Network, and that also supports them in what they're doing, and uh, which is wonderful work. I have been supporting that Miracle Network and collaborating with them for a decade. And uh, I really appreciate the folks there, Dan and Ian and Teresa and Sharon. And my dear friend Kieran Jay was a, a vital part of that as well. And I'm so grateful. <laughs> I'm also grateful for all the the extension of birthday wishes and gifts and things that have been sent my way this week. So thank you. Thank you for all that. And I also invite you, if you're doing year-end contributions, to consider supporting the Power of Love Ministry. Uh, We are a nonprofit organization of 501c3. 
all the details at jenniferhadley.com or livingacourseofmiracles.com. Let's place our hand on our heart and wholeheartedly give thanks for the love of God that shines in our heart, in our mind, and let us share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We value the peace of God and we are willing to give up all the obstacles. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. God bless.